Hello. And hello. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Yourself? I am okay. Considering the weather, it's always good for uh, a run. Well, most days in Chicago, maybe not last week, but lately, looking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, tomorrow I think it's supposed to be near 100 again. No, no. <laughs> but the dew point is low, so that's good. Okay, I tried to go for, I was running last Friday, and I think I let the, I thought it wouldn't be that hot because I have like a cooling towel and that kind of thing, and I halfway through it was just dying, just dying. <laughs> Yeah, those those hot runs, um, they are they are rather brutal, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about hot runs here, um, it, 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 throughout the course of this. But um, welcome to our limited uh, series podcast, uh, and uh, this is uh, we'll, we'll get into what the limited series is for in a few minutes. Um, Though by now you've probably read the description and you have a vague idea. <laughs> You're here Somebody for... just randomly found this. Like, what is this what about? Is this about? <laughs> um, and uh, this is this is a uh, this is a podcast about running. Uh, and uh, uh, my name's Bob. Uh, joining me today is Sass. Hello, hello. Uh, and we are. Uh, yeah, we're gonna chat about some stuff. And specifically, Bob, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, training you're doing for a very specific run. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm looking at the training plan right now, and I'm like, it's a lot of miles. Are you regretting all of your life choices? Or? I generally anything um, related to running. If I think about it for any measurable amount of time, uh, I. Typically, I'm like, oh, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I used to I used to tell people who were confused, like, how do you how do you motivate yourself to run? And I would say, I just get out of bed, and before my brain can wake up, I just make sure I'm outside with my running shoes on because then mm-hmm. it's too late to turn around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, it's a, it's kind of funny because that's how I I started with running was running in the morning, and that was just exactly it. It was like before I even could. Uh, process that this was a dumb idea i I was already out the door um you want to be at least a mile in before your brain wakes up and realizes uh what you're subjecting the rest of yourself to where are we what have we done (laughs) um so what am i doing here yes bob Um, what are you doing give me give me the give me the breakdown can break down exactly what you're doing for me tell me as if i'm five um so it, you know, when you were when you were young, did you have like um, family that lived like two hours away? I did. I and did. Did you get in the car and, and drive that distance? Yeah. No, all the time. About a, a car. About a hundred miles. About a hundred miles. Okay. Now, instead of getting in the car, go on. What if you ran it? That would sound utterly insane, like something my ancestors <laughs> did because they didn't have cars. <laughs> Bob, are you doing something like that? <laughs> might be. <laughs> so um so yeah i'm uh i i am doing uh i'm registered for the tunnel hill 100 mile race uh this november in downstate illinois uh vienna illinois is the town and uh i'm this is going to be my first 100 okay um and uh 
and I, you know, we were, we were chatting about it, uh, just, you know, uh, by text or whatever. And, you know, I always, since I've gotten into running, I've started, you know, I write race reports afterwards. And for a little while I was sending them out to people and I was like, they're way too long and just very, um, very much full of detail that no one needs. And I'm not a very good writer. So I, I you know, I, I write them for myself to kind of just reflect on mm-hmm. how things went and what to do better. Um, but then you said, I thought you should make a blog because I'm, you know, old and <laughs> and still think blogs are a thing. <laughs> but then uh, did you bring up the podcast or did I, like one of us was like, what if we made a podcast? Yes. I, I don't remember who it was, but I was, I think it was like, well, I've already got all the podcasting equipment for our other podcast, Subtle Interference, which you should check out. <laughs> um, so what if we did, what if we did that, you know? And, and I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking for like a forever podcast mm-hmm. about running. Um, for one, there's a million of them. Um, and, and two, um, I, but I thought it would be, it might be interesting to kind of dissect, especially from, you know, chatting with a fellow runner mm-hmm. and, and kind of your questions on it. Cause this is a hundred miles is stupid, right? Well, it's, it's interesting because you've been telling me about this and like, I've been running like since I was about 11 years old is when I, I first kind of kicked off the long distance stuff. And even I, who am used to people looking at me, like I've lost my goddamn mind. I think I've looked at you and been like, have you lost your goddamn mind? A hundred what now? Like, I just, I just keep picturing your poor knees like disintegrating underneath you, though I am very impressed by this. So I actually, I actually offered, you were like, I should make a podcast. And I, I, I said, well, I feel like I could ask some good questions. And I don't know. I feel like when I'm interested in something very specific, I look for a podcast because I really like a good podcast. So this, mm-hmm. I was like, let's do this. Um, and I, okay. So I've been running for a long time, but this is a relatively new hobby for you. How long have you been doing this? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I looked at my Strava the other day, and I figured out that I started running June sixteenth, twenty twenty. Wow! Which is two years and a couple of days ago. <laughs> See, this this impresses me because, again, like I've been running for a very long time. I really enjoy it, but like you couldn't get me to do a marathon to save my life, and you did the Chicago Marathon, and you've been doing longer and longer races. So, tell okay, t- did you find this? Did somebody recommend it to you? Like, wh- is this through a whole tunnel the entire time? Tell me what this is. Like, is it just like you're gonna run into mole people and fight them off? How, do- how does this look? Oh man, that'd be that'd amazing. Be, that would be pretty rad. There I would should be mole yes people. <laughs> There should definitely be mole people. Bob, if there'd been mole people, I'd have done it with you. And yeah, like, mole people is a game changer. I am gonna let the race director know that Maybe next year. they need mole people on the course. <laughs> um so um so for this particular race, like the reason I picked it was um a, a combination of timing and logistics. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, being in the Chicago area, um, I said for my first 100, I did not want to have to fly somewhere. I wanted it to be close enough to drive. Um, this is about 
like a five hour drive. So it's not next door, but it's not, you know, it's not a huge trip. Are you going to spend the night after you've done this? Like, is this a two day thing or? Yeah. So this will be a, this will be a, I'll probably be down there for three days because you get in the night before you got to register, you get your gear set, you know, and, and then you, the, the race has a 30 hour cutoff. Um, so you're running at, you know, realistically, probably close to the cutoff, um, for me. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, it's like, am I really going to get in the car and drive six hours <laughs> right away? With your whole body just, you know, slowly probably melting underneath you. <laughs> come back the next day. So, um, so yeah, so, and that was, so that was all part of it. It was like, it just, I, it needs to be relatively, relatively close. It needs, I want it to be late summer or fall. And, um, and then, so that really, that, that basically made my options one of three. Okay. And the, the other races were, uh, the Badger 100, uh, which is, uh, the same place I just ran my 50. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like I had enough time. I thought that, because that one's at the end of July. I thought that would be just too, I needed, I needed, like, I'll have five months between my 50 and my 100, or almost between five, like five and a half months. What is the date for this next race? Like, when are you, when, when is this happening? November 11th. November 11th. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I was like, ah, oh, that's just not going to be enough time. The other race I considered was the Hennepin 100. Um, and uh, I was actually really gung ho about it, and I wanted to do it. Um, and I almost like I had my credit card information in the registration, <laughs> and then I realized, wait a minute, that's my daughter's birthday weekend. Oh, so y- you being a good father <laughs> allowed you to make your final selection of yes. the running courses. So yeah, Tunnel Hill ended up being kind of. Uh, with my criteria, the, really the only okay. real option. Those those sound like good criteria, though, considering... What, are you planning to do this again? Like, would you like to do another 100, or you're going to see how you feel after this one? Because I feel like since we've since you first started, you have slowly but surely just kept adding miles onto mm-hmm. your different races, and you've done quite a few at this point. So, okay, I, you know what? I'm I'm very curious. What is it about... What is it about this um, this hobby or crazy sport that you really like? Because I mean, you don't you don't as insane as this this hobby is, you don't do it if you're not getting something out of it. So what mm-hmm. what do you get out of it, Bob? Like tell tell me how you feel when you're running or afterwards. Like what kicks in that you love? What what I really love about running is getting out there and clearing my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. I'll be out there for on like a four hour long run and completely ignore my phone. You know, I'll have uh, my playlist on, maybe a podcast. And it's just the rest of the world doesn't exist for the time that I'm out running. Would you say it's meditative? It is to a degree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. Yeah. 
And you know, if it's if it's not if it's not a long run, if it's you know I'm doing speed work, um, you know that's a that's different, but also still really cool. You always want to puke after speed work. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but but and there's this you know there's this 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 fun sense of accomplishment too. Mm-hmm. You know when you when you get to you, you know you whether it's you're completing a new distance or you're you're finishing in a certain time um and uh it's something i you know i say a lot to people like this is this is running and like finishing races or or making time these are things you can't buy yeah you know no. um there there's certainly aspects of you know i'm privileged enough to have the time to train Sure, but Jeff Bezos can't just throw down a million dollars and be a fifty mile finisher no it's it's a lot of work and um and so it, there, there's something to that that there's a lot of pride in that and um especially considering two years ago, I couldn't run for more than two minutes. Wow. So you you started from scratch. Did you play sports in high school and or anything like that? Um, not really. I you know I played. I did play volleyball. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, I wasn't super good. At it. <laughs> look, look, look! Sports in high school aren't about being good. They're no. about everybody uh working their best as a team and getting orange slices afterwards. Oh, orange slices. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I was not, I was not athletic. I was always, um, growing up, I was always the fat kid Mm -hmm. in class. And, um, and so like the idea of me like doing any sports was just kind of comical. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but when I was in, when I was in college, uh, I got a flyer in the mail from the University ROTC, and I said, "I wonder if I could do that." Okay. And so then I signed up to join the army, um, <laughs> as one does. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do today? <laughs> uh, but that's it's it's funny because that is actually where I first learned to really enjoy running mm-hmm. um and at one point in time i had gotten up to the point where i was running 10 miles three times a week um and uh i, I really did enjoy it and then i went on a field training exercise one night and uh the next morning i couldn't walk oh uh, okay so uh and that would end up being the end of my military career. Okay. So okay. after that, I never thought I'd run again. And are you comfortable talking about why it was that you couldn't walk? Like, do you know what happened? So what? We can always skip this. Oh no, no, it's fine. Um, what? Uh, what I what I think. Uh in retrospect was uh a lot of it was very poor fitting footwear oh yeah that'll get you um combined with um 
my Achilles tendons are naturally a little short. Mm -hmm. So Mm. every time I take a step, they overstretch a little bit. And um, basically that had just flared up really, really badly. And um, it, I just, I couldn't run. It, it is amazing to me what a pair of good shoes can change. Like anytime I have mm-hmm. been in pain or thought like, oh man, I'm going back to the physical therapist. I've really hurt myself this time. Yep. Changing my shoes, give it a week and it, the problem is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Um, yeah. Dick Pond Athletics sees me coming and they're just, you know, count. <laughs> they're just like, oh, get the shoes out. She's back. She's... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, at this point, shoes. you and I are just sending each other like pictures of dick ponds whenever we go. Like, I'm back. I'm back. I said I wouldn't. Every time I, I think I'm wouldn't. out, they pull me back I in. I, I said I wouldn't. <laughs> I know. I Well, and so kind of a fun aside here is like, um, so I started in Brooks shoes mm-hmm. and uh, they served me fairly well. Like, you know, it took me through the Chicago Marathon, yeah. and it, you know, I was still running in Brooks through the spring. Um, but I started having a little bit of an issue, and I'm sure at some point we will talk a little bit more about um, body aches and shit. Oh, but, of course, that's part of running. Yes. Um, but long story short, is I ended up um, trying out Hoka Bondies. Oh, they're like running on a cloud. I just there's there's not actually pavement under you <laughs> when you're running in those. It, well, I've tried Nikes before. I was in those for years, and yeah. I, I was having a lot of like arch support problems. And mm-hmm. Dick Ponds Athletics, shout out Dick Ponds if you want to give us uh, any kind of discount. They um, they were like, have you tried Hoka's? And I was like, well, no. And I I swear to you, I will never go back to anything else because they're so good for Hoka's the cushioning so and for good. your knees. I I really enjoy running. I ran my fifty in Hoka's, nice um, in the Bondies, and they they were amazing. Um, I do, I so I run, I run the Hoka. Uh, so I started wearing the Hoka's, and then I started switching between. So I I, I rotated between the 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 Hoka's and the Ghosts, the mm-hmm. Brooks Ghosts. Okay. Um, and because it's one of the things I come to learn is that you really should rotate your shoes um in general oh yeah if you're if you're running constantly um and um a lot of people will just have two of the same pair of shoes and they just between them but i was you know it's like ah no i I still like my go and then the more i ran into hokas i'm like "Eh." we always i feel like i'm i'm always icing my knees after a run it just doesn't matter Mm -hmm. but i noticed that the ache the next day was just way less right with those um and and i'm i'm really for anything that makes my my slowly disintegrating knees feel better. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you got to take care of yourself you know and it's if it, it, the shoes can make a huge difference it's I, so strange i tell everybody who are, are like should i get in, should i get into running i'm like well no because it's terrible on your joints so just go walking but it's too late for me because i'm addicted now and that's why i do it <laughs> And and I I, re- I feel like you are clearly like bitten by the running bug because you know as we've said before you've been doing longer and longer races mm-hmm. and now you're in a full on what's your training look like right now for this for this one hundred so funny you should ask oh. uh, <laughs> so um so going into it um 
some background on this. Uh, I decided I wanted to run the 100. I wanted to run a 100 um, shortly after Chicago. And, um, and, And it was more or less based around this idea I had in my head that I don't know that I'll ever get fast. Like, Mm. I don't know that I'll ever get to the point where I could qualify for Boston. Um, I've had a change in heart over that sentiment, but, um, my, that, uh, that idea was what was pervasive in my mind at the end of last year. And so, um, so I started looking at it and then, um, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to dip my toe into the world of ultras. And, um, I'd found backing up a little bit, even further, I'd found out about, um, ultra running in kind of an odd way training for Chicago. Um, when the training plan called for a half marathon, I said, well, let me go find a half marathon running right. that day. Okay. Get the race experience, um, which is uh, is something I absolutely recommend to people um, before going and doing a big race anyways. Do, do a smaller local one. Um, and I ended up at this race in Wisconsin. And uh, it was the only half marathon in the area um, that weekend that I could find. And knew nothing about the race or the race organizers. Hadn't looked up the trail, anything like that? Just kind of went in blind? Nothing. Okay, okay. So I get there, and it's this little, uh, it's this trail race. And it turns out that weekend is, uh, was this company's big race of the year. Okay. So the half marathon was the shortest distance of the day. Oh my god. They had <laughs> they had the half, they had a full, okay. a 50k, a 50 mile, a 100k and then their 100 mile. This is the Badger 100. Okay. From 10 junk miles. Okay. Okay. I did not know 10 junk miles at all before I went up there and ran their race. Okay. Um do you recommend good race? I highly recommend uh it is a wonderful um the the trail is great uh they put on a fantastic event they really take care of the runners and um their aid stations are extremely well provisioned oh you gotta love those um it is it is it is wonderful i mean go run on the trail um and it's just gorgeous and the the nice thing with the especially the half is you start at seven in the morning, but the cutoff's not until like sometime at night. You don't have to worry about any cutoff. You can walk the whole thing. I always think there's something about like the races that I love the most are partly because they're outside. Yeah. Like I hate running on a treadmill. I'll do it mm-hmm. if I need to, but there's, there's just something very peaceful about being surrounded by people who are all doing the same thing you are outside in nature. And it's, it's just very, um, it's very satisfying. Trail that experience running with them that week and was just that changed my world. Um, 
I I loved it so much. And like the the idea of ultras, like I mean, I know I was aware of them. Mm-hmm. I knew like people ran insane distances. Well, okay, tell really fast. Tell tell me what an ultra is, as if I've never heard of them. An ultra marathon is, by definition, any race longer than twenty six point two miles. Okay, which is the distance of a marathon. All right. Um, and interesting. What I've learned. What I've come to learn in the last couple of years has been that uh it's a it's amazing to me how many people don't know how far a marathon is that shocks me the uh i feel like i i told people i was just doing a 5k once and somebody was like oh a marathon i'm like no what no are you doing a 5k marathon yeah 5k marathon yeah that's what i all the time but that's that you're right that is shocking to me that people don't know the distance of that i mean i i don't know why you know i went to school in boston so you know, with the the Boston Marathon, of course, being what it is, um, I just knew what what that was. But um, it, that that's been an interesting learning experience for me is finding out, um, you know, what people's conception of distance running really well, is. Before talking to you, I don't think I knew that ultras existed. Like I knew I do I knew about marathons and I when you told me that you could run like a hundred miles that didn't shock me but I didn't know there was like a like a community around this kind of thing that had a very specific name so that was just really interesting for me to find out yeah oh there the ultra community is wild mm-hmm. uh, you get a lot of different types of different types of people you got different types of people um they're generally uh, in my experience the vast majority of them are just absolutely wonderful people who are incredibly supportive mm-hmm. and, um, and you know, will they'll, you know, they'll be like, you'll be struggling on the trail dying and they'll just stop and run with you for a while and help you like their race be damned. They want like, it's all about, we are all going to, do this together and um there is something about running long distances that i feel makes people just very altruistic because you're right you feel like even though you're not really in a team sport like you want everybody to get to the end yeah and it's it's so it's so different about it than from team sports mm-hmm. you know in general is um and uh it, it it's it's just really wild and it was just it's such a cool group of people and, um, you know, I've gotten to know a few people. Um, I participate in the 10 junk miles slack, uh, and oh, I gotta love slack. Oh yes. Um, how did you, how did you find ultra runners? Did you, did you run into people on your other races who introduced you to this or was it, was it kind of uh, once you're in the running community, eventually you run into this? Uh, well, I mostly, I mostly ran into it because of that race last summer. And then I started listening to the 10 junk miles podcast. Okay. Okay. And I feel like I need to throw a disclaimer out here because I will probably reference 10 junk miles (laughs) a lot. Um, but I, this is not a 10 junk miles, uh, podcast I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape or form. He's just an ultra fan. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, so, uh, 
um, so, you know, I, I, then I started listening to the podcast regularly and then they were like, well, we've got a Facebook group and mm-hmm. there's a Slack and there's the Tangent Miles Nation. And you're like, interesting. Well, because as, as with any hobby you get into, it, it eventually, if you get very, very into it, like you kind of want to talk about some nitty gritty details that mm-hmm. unfortunately with maybe you're just like normal circle of friends after a while, their eyes will start to glaze over. Mm-hmm. And so you got to, you got to go find those people who are like, yes, I would love to discuss how long a shoelace should be on a running shoe and have an <laughs> opinion on that. And it sounds insane, but like the biggest thing I always tell people when they get into any kind of hobby running, especially go find other runners. You gotta- you'll make such a, you'll find such a good community. Yeah, you'll you find such wonderful people who, you know, will be more than willing to help you out and and give you advice and, um, and it, it's it's been really cool from that and you know so I got to know, I, I got involved with the Tenjuk Mile Slack, which is how I've gotten to know some of the people on there. Then I got to meet them at the uh, some of them at a race a few weeks ago. Um, and hopefully we'll get to meet a few more of them over the course of the summer um, as they come into town for various things. Um, but I also found out that um, there are, I, I run in a local running club, um, which is how I trained for Chicago. And uh, I cannot, one, I can't recommend running club highly enough. Um, it is, especially once you get into, your, you got to do your long runs. Like I remember the first day I ran a 14 miler with the running club. I absolutely died <laughs> at 12 miles. Oh. It was hot. I was, I just died. And did you, you feel like you hit, you hit a wall like yeah. both physically and mentally? Yeah, it was, it was rough. And you know, one of, one of the people in my pace group just dropped back and ran with me and Aww. you know, and it, it was really, um, and, and th- people just do that. You know, and that is, that gets you through those really tough days because you're going to have them, you know, it's just going to happen. So I just remember I, I ran on my, uh, my long distance team in high school and mm-hmm. just, it's one of my favorite memories is practice, not necessarily any of the meets because we would run together and yeah. like, you know, faster people would kind of break out, but you would have kind of the person who was your running buddy because you both had a similar pace yep. and you created such a good friendship with that person. Yeah. And it was just, it's very, it's, it's, it's special because it's sort of, it's this thing that you can't really recreate unless you were actively running with another person and trying to, you know, encourage each other because, you know, you have a side stitch yep. or one of you is, or your knees are, are, are breaking or one of you has to stop and you're stretching. And it's just, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's very interesting and very lovely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Like I have, I run in the, um, we're supposed to be the 1030 pace group, but we kind of, we usually run. <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> not um, to brag or anything it's it it like oh come on we're supposed to be the 10 30 group why are we running faster that doesn't make any sense um but uh you know and i've gotten to know them and they're all wonderful people um i even um you know my running club is largely built around the chicago marathon um, their, their marathon, our, our marathon training schedule runs, you know, starts 18 weeks out from Chicago and, you know, runs into it. Um, but, um, you know, so most of us ran Chicago, 
but then others run other things. And then I went to um, one of my friends in my pace group. She ran the Walt Disney World Marathon. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I, you know, I was down there for that. And uh, so I got to meet her down there. And uh, we didn't we ran together for uh, very briefly. But, um, you know, it, it's cool. It, it really is this community of, you know, we're all we're all trying to accomplish something Mm -hmm. and it's all very personal, but it's shared at the same time. And it's, it's not something that I've really seen in other places because it, you know, if you think about like team sports or the military, okay. You have a shared, a, a particular shared goal. Yeah. You might be trying to get different meaning out of it for yourself, but the goal is the same to win the game to complete the mission yeah what have you in in running and especially in ultra running everyone's different you know certainly everyone wants to finish but why do you want to finish but what, I feel like, oh sorry go ahead yeah well, you know what what is what does this mean to you to finish and uh you know people who have been doing ultra running forever you know, they'll go out, they'll just run 50 miles for fun. And, you know, it's not, not that they're not making light of it, but you can tell, like, this wasn't really that hard for them versus the person who's doing it their first time is, this is a hugely emotional moment for them. But the person who just, who this was a cakewalk for is going to be at the finish line and come over and congratulate the hell out of the person who just finished. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just a really fascinating environment. Well, it's okay. I feel like every year around the Chicago Marathon, I hear this story about a guy who woke up the day of the marathon. And I'm never sure if this is true. I'm sure it's like some sort of old wives tale. <laughs> but they eat like a bagel and then they just decide, I'm going to go run a marathon. And then they do it. And Partly, I, I always think when I hear that story, is like, well, that's dumb for various physical reasons. But also, and I'm about to sound like a fortune cookie, but I, I really hate it because I'm just going, but you've skipped the journey. <laughs> you skipped the journey to finding yourself in the training. What was the point of that? And, I, and again, again, I sound like a fortune cookie. But I, 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 I do believe that, though, because it's... It's so weirdly a personal thing while at the same time, maybe because it's such a personal thing, it makes it easier to want other people to succeed because yeah. you know that if they succeed at whatever whatever they're struggling with, then it, it means that you can succeed with whatever you're struggling with. And it's, it's something that's so huge in running um, in general is, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who, got into, who get into running because... Um, Either they've struggled with something in their past or, you know, it's a coping mechanism for something traumatic. So, you know, when you see people crossing that finish line and they're just bawling, it's because mm-hmm. there's a lot there. And and it, because it is hard, you know, like the the I, I love I always laugh at that story of <laughs> I got up and ate a bagel. Um, yeah, I just ate a bagel. I just ate a bagel <laughs> and ran a marathon. Deal. You know, no big deal. Put my shorts on. <laughs> MBD. Um, you know, because there are people out there who can do that. Um, but you're right. It's like 
but do something like if you can do that like if you could just wake up one day and go do it okay then what are you doing to actually challenge yourself because right like what was what was the point of doing that other than to like if you're gonna prove that you can do something just because you want to prove that you can do it pick something challenging yeah pick something that by the end of it you're gonna go wow i really impressed myself like i can't believe i did that well if so if we go back a bit like so two years ago, I did Couch to 5K, mm. and um, and like I remember when I finally got to the 5K, sometime in August of that year, like that it was all of me mm-hmm. to run for 3.1 miles. Wow! It like it really, it was hard. <laughs> uh and 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 you know if you go and like if you're an experienced runner and you go and run a 5k and you're going to run the 5k you're gonna feel like shit at the end and it is hard like i I think people um i I don't think i know people kind of look down on 5ks a little bit but it's what you make of it oh yeah 5ks are wonderful and those people can go to hell (laughs) yeah i i mean you know like whether you're going to run a 5k just for fun or for, as a fun run or if it's a charity or um you're going to race it and you're trying to get a sub 25k um uh, for the first time or you're just trying to get through 5k because you're trying to better yourself it's like it's not a small thing mm-hmm. you know and um and well, I, I was, I was a, so I started running because I had just kind of, I was 11. I randomly told my dad that mm-hmm. I wanted to join the track team Sunday when I joined high school, when I got to high school and my dad was very big on like personal time with me. Mm-hmm. So he would look at anything I wanted to do and he would, you know, figure it out and we'd go do it. So I started mm-hmm. running with him and what we, what I kind of figured out was that I was a very, very anxious kid yeah. and I realized, oh my God, the running really helps like yeah. soothe the anxiety. And so I just loved it. Like I felt like I was flying when I did it. I felt so much calmer. Yeah. And so I just got very addicted to it and it was just, it, it, any, anything where it kind of made it, um, a little more interesting was always really cool because my dad would read all these books about it and he'd come back and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a 5K at the zoo. We're going to pick somebody as we're running and we're going to pass them. We're going to pick another person. We're going to pass them. And then, by, you know, I remember the first the first 5K I ever did was at the Brookfield Zoo and I was dying. <laughs> I was dying by the end of it. Just like a picture like an 11-year-old like butterball child who is just like covered in sweat and and ready to cry and I crossed the finish line and everybody applauded mm-hmm. and I'd never experienced that before like somebody like you know my parents are very encouraging but like to have all these people I did not know so happy for me like yeah. just absolutely made me addicted to it mhm yeah it's it's a it, absolutely incredible mm-hmm. incredible feeling and um I I you know um I want to ask you a question, but oh, sure. I just want to finish my thought before I forget it because I will. No, <laughs> go um, you know, it's funny. I, I got, I got into running as a coping mechanism. Um, and, and, and in part just because I wanted to get healthier. Um, and I never thought that I would be, get into racing. Okay. 
Um, I, I thought the race is a means to the end. Um, and you know, it's, it's that, that's the motivation for me to keep the training schedule and, and, uh, to not, uh, to not cop out. Um, but I, I ended up finding out for that very reason, mm-hmm. like I'm very much enjoy racing and everything that goes on with it. So, um, it, it, it is, it's an incredible experience. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, so you, so you started running very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so where did you, what was kind of like your running, what's your running story? I had read a novel about a boy who joins the track team and I went, that sounds kind of cool. And I told my dad, like, I would really like to learn how to run a long distance. And I was 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And he he like, he like taught me to play any sport I wanted because that's kind of how he would bond with me. So, like, mm-hmm. he taught me to play tennis. He taught me to play baseball, that kind of thing. And he said, okay, we'll learn to run. So he started looking into like Prefontaine and all these runners and like how do we how do we go from having no running experience to running together and we bought my first pair of shoes and I remember like at at times I would be like what have I done like why couldn't <laughs> I have just told them I wanted to I don't know learn to bake cupcakes or something like that but it 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 was something that um and I didn't know this at the time I because I was a very anxious kid as I said and what I started noticing was like when I would run regularly, like three, mm-hmm. four times a week, like I was much calmer. It was much, it was very soothing. It was really helpful um, for my brain. And it was just, it was just a nice way to spend time with my dad because we would find all these different trails together. And then sometimes mm-hmm. we would drive out places and we would run through park districts. I didn't know. Um, and then by the time I got to high school and I did join the track team, <laughs> I was, I was really good at long distance. I'm terrible at speed. I'm tear and I know that and I'm never going to be that and I don't care. Like no. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. This is where my strength is. And it was it was such I had there were like maybe five long distance runners and we had like such a nice little bond. And it was just it there was never a time where I went like, "Oh, I don't want to go running." Like sometimes when it was really cold. Yeah, I don't like the cold, but I always just loved the actual act of running. Like I would tell people, "I actually don't care for meets. I don't care if we win." I don't care what we're doing. I just love practice. Like, cause my, my, my coach in high school was really good at knowing I can't send you on the same trail every day. You'll get bored. Mm-hmm. So she would find all these different paths for us to go. And I remember at the time, my best friend at the time had said, well, can I come to practice with you? And I was like, yeah, you can come to the long distance running practice if you want. And I don't think, I don't think she quite knew what she was getting herself into <laughs> because I, re- I I just remember by having to like really slow down and keep backing up to see if she was okay. And by the end of it, I was, I was like, are you doing all right? And she went, I'm, I'm never going to do that again, but I'm really glad I did it because I didn't, I didn't know what you went through. And it was very interesting for me to hear her say that. Cause I went like, it's such a, it's such a soothing, lovely time for me. And for you, it kind of sounds like you survived something. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I just, I kept doing it through, through college and now my, you know, my knees aren't great. So I, I kind of have to pull it back a little bit, but it's always something I I've done forever and I can't, a, a doctor will have to tell me to like, like Aaron, um, if, if you keep doing this, your knees will, will give out completely. And then I'll think about it. <laughs> then you go get a second opinion. Exactly. Right. And, and by that point, I'm just assuming robot knees will be a thing. There you go. And then I'll just get those. You get, you get, you gotta get the blade. Yeah, I. You know what? Yes, exactly. 
Um, so when so what when like you were so like when you were running like college mm-hmm. like uh, what kind of distance were you running? Um, I was I was usually going about three miles just if I was having any kind of lazy day mm-hmm. and then if I was having like a really good run maybe once a week I would push it to maybe seven okay. so it would kind of fluctuate between you know three five seven is kind of what I would aim for um when I was running in those times and I mean I've done I love 5ks just because I feel like they get very creative with them lately mm-hmm. and I like doing them with uh, my favorite thing is when the, the gun goes off at the very beginning of a 5k and you are just running with this mass of people and the mu- they always got some song playing like I the tiger or something and it's just, <laughs> it is one of my favorite things to do because you just you do you feel like I am part of all these people doing this very individual but very um, c- uh, very community based thing and I just love it. Now I know you said, like, um, uh, you've got trouble with your knees. Um, did you ever, um, did you ever have the desire to go further, or? I think for a while I I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. and the the further I pushed the miles, the more I started noticing like, okay, something is is really hurting what is mm. going on and I've been like kind of in and out of physical therapy for a while mm. and I think kind of the the tipping point is that um I played roller derby for a while and I think the falls maybe just kind of caught up with me mm. and I you know I played tennis as a kid and unfortunately playing sports is great but somewhere in your late 30s your body starts to let you know <laughs> like hey remember that that motion that we did on repeat uh, every day for like four years I, I the bills come due, <laughs> so heads up. So I'm 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 mostly at this point I I'm looking for activities that kind of keep me active because I I, re- I really like being active. I like moving yeah. around that don't utterly destroy me because the times that I've been completely knocked out and had to take a rest and haven't been able to do like not even swim or do yoga they're just torture for me. So right. I, I'm always I'm kind of searching for the sweet spot at all times. Gotcha. Yeah. No that that I I feel like. At this point, like, if I went to physical therapy or something and they were like, you need to not run for, like, a month, I'd be like, um, so do you mean, like, only 20 miles a week? (laughs) (laughs) Well, even physical therapists who are very, I've had a lot of them who are runners, and they'll look at me and, and they'll just go, like, you gotta, no, you can walk. You can walk for a month and your brain just doesn't, it doesn't compute. Like no. it, you're like, nah, I'll get around this. What shoe could I buy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what stretch do I have to do? And I'll do them every morning to make sure I can do this. Like you're sliding a 20 across the table. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, can I do it now? Can I can run can now? I now? <laughs> and I feel like at some point you notice the uh, intense collection of ice packs you have in your freezer. <laughs> Like they're different shapes, different sizes. Mm-hmm. Like that one's just for your wrist. That one's for your whole back. And that's when you're starting to go, maybe I should be a little more cautious. But then it's also just kind of a matter of, am I strength training properly? Like, am I, am I kind of mixing it up a little bit? Because I have, I found with a little bit of strength training, I can actually go further than I, than I, yeah. I, I thought like I was going to be stuck at a 5k forever, but with a, with a fair amount of strength training, I can go a little further. Yeah. Well, and and not that there's like you have to go further oh, either, no, right? No, no. Like, I mean, I, running should be fun. Is yes. what I always say. Like, you run whatever distance that gives you joy. 
that yeah. ma- that what 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 brings joy? <laughs> yeah. exactly. Again, I'm a fortune cookie. It's yeah, all good. Go. Did um so as far as like some of the issues you've had, you obviously worked with physical therapists. Have you ever considered you know working with someone who's like a more of a run coach or a strength coach or? I would be very interested in run in working with like a runner strength coach because I've I've done um I've done like people through the gym kind of yeah. thing where you just like sign up with a trainer and I don't I never feel like I get anything out of that like yeah. I feel like I can always do exactly what they're telling me to do mm-hmm. um so somebody like very specific who is like okay you know this is what we're gonna do to make sure you can go a little further I would I would be interested in checking that out that sounds very interesting yeah um it might be worth checking out because that's a, that's a big thing you just want to it's not about being able to keep doing what you enjoy doing and um uh so and you know maybe there's options yeah um, no that's i know? actually hadn't thought of that that's a good that's a good idea i'll have to look into it um where all right okay so do you want to get a little into like what into you are here? the nuts and bolts of what you're sure. training on so yeah i Man, we really went on a tangent. We went on a little bit of one. It's it, all good though. That it went like woo. Like well, well you said this is probably going to be a little bit of a series, so we got we yeah. got time. We we, we got, got time. we got plenty of time for story time and everything, um, and, and the, to certainly go um, into a lot more detail um, in the future too. So Bob, you and me finally have somebody who's going to listen to us talk about running. We gotta yes. we gotta use the time. <laughs> Oh man, um, so yeah, so um, uh, like five hours ago, you asked me about <laughs> my my training plan, um, and so I um, so so I earlier this year I picked up this book uh, from Chrissy Mole uh, called Running Your First Ultra. Okay, and I used her plans for her fifty her fifty k and her fifty mile plan. But then I looked at her 100-mile plan. And what I noticed in the 100-mile plan was uh, a lot of, like, 80 to 100-mile weeks. Uh Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. And and I said, well, I mean, if that's what I need to do, I I mean, uh, okay. And and then I talked to more people, and they were like, I mean, if you can, that's great. But... um, it's probably overkill um especially you know at your level so um i started i you know and and uh i, I will give her uh if chrissy mole ever uh listens to this podcast <laughs> a lot of credit for the 50 mile plan i thought it worked out really well i did great at my 50 mile race um and uh um i would definitely recommend her book um, and her training plans for, uh, at least for the 50 K and the 50 mile. Um, and if you're a really sh- particularly strong runner, the hundred mile might be great for you. Um, so, but I, I, I looked it over and I was like, okay, that's not going to work for me. So I started looking at some alternative race, the training plans, uh, well, others mm-hmm. I don't necessarily alternative, um, ultra running magazine which yes is a thing oh (laughs) they have um they have some hundred mile training plans um on their website um 
I got uh, really, uh, I, I've started getting uh, really familiar with this website called Fell Runner. Okay. Um, F-E-L-L-R-N-R, I believe is what it is, dot com. And this is, a, he's a guy um, out of North Carolina who um, is a phenomenal runner. Um, and he has lots of thoughts and feelings on running. And Ooh. so he created this website about running. And he's got a lot of great resources on there. Um, some controversial takes, but for the most part, I, fi- I find it pretty useful. And so he suggested a couple of things. Ultimately, um, after looking at a di- couple of different things, because the Ultra Running Magazine plan is a... Um, is very much a uh, a time-based plan. So whereas uh, the plan that I'm going to do that we'll get to in a second here calls out mileage every week for each of your runs. Okay. Um, Ultra Running Magazine will say, oh, this Saturday you're doing two hours on Saturday and you're doing two, three hours on Sunday. So it's, it's hour-based, not, not mileage? Correct. That is very interesting. I don't think I've ever seen one like that. Yeah. And, and so what I'm, what I'm coming to find basically is when you start getting up to these higher, higher mileage races, I mean, it, it seems to me pretty much it starts at 50 miles. Because 50K, it really is like, it's five more miles than a marathon. Mm-hmm. So it's not that much different. It's usually run on different terrain. So there's sure. that aspect. But the kind of the concept is like, these distances you're racing are going to be so far, you can't reasonably get close to those distances in training. So you're trying to prepare yourself to be miserable. Oh, good times. Um, and 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 run tired. So a lot of these training plans, they they do back to back long runs, um, on the weekends. Uh, or so it, it. But it comes down to this concept of time on feet. That does it does make sense though, because I mean, your body. You don't want the first time your body feels like that to be when you're doing the actual race, because it will just destroy you. Like yeah. it, it would be understood if you just laid down on the ground and took a nap. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so uh, the plan that I ultimately ended up, um, deciding on using, uh, was, um, from the book Relentless Forward Progress. Um, and, uh, he, uh, unfortunately I don't have the book in front of me, but, um, he has a, uh, a two, 200 mile plans, one that's based on 50 miles a week and one that's based on, 70 miles per week and um on the recommendation of one shay duff uh should she ever lift listen to this podcast um thank you for your recommendation so i'm basically i'm I'm creating a training plan that's um going to be uh like the 50 mile that's my minimum okay if i can do the 70 mile um that would be my upper so like for example um this week i think we're in week four okay. uh okay my my tuesday run minimum five miles up to seven miles okay okay right um and uh and then I, yeah and then i'll just follow along uh down there the the long runs are generally pretty close okay to, to the same um, but the midweek runs are where there's really a bigger difference. 
That makes sense. What's mileage. what's a long run for these? Like when do you what do you look at and you're going, okay, this is gonna be a long one? Um I generally start thinking runs are really long. Uh at right around sixteen miles. Okay. Anything less than sixteen miles is kind of okay. It's not too bad. I'll, I can, I can, you know, fourteen mile it would be like two and a half hours. Okay. For example, okay. so it's like okay, that's not too bad. But say sixteen mile, okay. So I guess the real measure is if I'm going to be out on the trail for longer than three hours. That's fair. That's fair. And that's a, that's a true long run for me. Um, and so. Um, I've got this plan. Um, these are obviously copyrighted, so I'm not going to go through them <laughs> and, and get this all out there. Um, but you can certainly, um, pick up the book, check it out. Uh, uh, so like, yeah. And so, so like this week, um, I'm on week four. So, um, this week is a, a cutback week. So this week will be lighter than last week. Um, my long run will be 14 miles on saturday so um but then it jumps up the week the next week i'll be 18 and then 18 and then 20 and then cut back okay so that's generally how like these training plans are fairly similar to uh, these these distance training plans are generally pretty similar in that you'll have a couple of weeks of build and then a cutback and a couple weeks of build and then a cutback Mm -hmm. so um my peak mileage over the course of the training plan will be uh, 70 miles uh, in week 17. So that's going to be sometime in September, Okay, I think. Um, the plan includes speed work. Um, uh, they have it listed on Thursdays, but you can... <laughs> whenever you know whenever you want to feel that exquisite pain but you do you do want to get it in like i felt like one of the biggest jumps i had in running ability was after chicago i started doing speed work mm-hmm. and it, it it does make a huge bis- difference and like my easier runs feel so much easier after i've done a speed workout oh that's interesting okay so um so yeah i'm trying to do like you know, going into Disney, because like Disney, I did what's called the Dopey Challenge, which is you run the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the full marathon on consecutive days. And, uh, you know, so that was, I was like, okay, this is, this is a pretty big challenge. I better, you know, really kind of, this isn't one day and done. Mm-hmm. So I better stick to it. And it's when I started kind of following, um, following all of the details of the training plan not just the mileage um and i'll be doing that uh up until november 11th okay all right so you're you're pumped you're ready you got your uh you got your (laughs) your plan all all mapped out Mm -hmm. are you nervous at all for this or are you are you not are, are you excited like what's the what's the key emotion right now anxious anxious okay okay that's a fair one uh, very anxious um and uh you know because i went into i went into my 50 mile so every uh, i went into my 50 mile race that was going to be 19 miles further than i'd ever run before it was actually 20 miles further 
than I'd ever run before because it was a little more than 50. Um, and, you know, so you can't, like, you're not training up to near that mileage. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, how is this going to go? Um, Especially in that, what, the Florida humidity, like, was it was it terrible? Like, <laughs> oh no, this is I'm talking about my 50 a few weeks ago. Ah, okay, in Wisconsin. okay, okay. It was that <laughs> race. Oh my god, the 5k to 10k, the half marathon weather was great. Mm-hmm. Marathon Sunday, oh, the temperature spiked. It was Ugh. awful. I was, I it was, it was, it was a slog. I feel like it gets really cold, and I go like, I hate running in the cold. But then the minute it gets too hot, I'm going, I hate running in this too. Why wouldn't it just be a perfect 70 degree day for me at all times? I hate running in the cold for the first 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, and I'm warmed up, Mm -hmm. it's like, good to go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I went into my 50-mile race a few weeks ago, and I was really really nervous um people i was chatting with online were probably like for fuck's sake bob you've done the work like (laughs) your body is ready you follow the training plan you know what you're doing it yeah it's unknown something's gonna happen something did happen but it you're you're gonna do fine and that's exactly what happened like i got there i ran um uh i was under 12 hours um which qualifies me to enter the lottery for another race I'm interested in, um, the Vermont 100. Um, but I I just remember like that that feeling going into that race of like that was the first time I ever like really truly genuinely felt like there's a significant risk of me not finishing this race. Okay. Um, were you worried that you just wouldn't finish or were you worried that you would physically need to be kind of assisted at some point? Like, is there a part of you, is it more that like, I won't be able to finish the race. I'm going to have to, you know, you know, cancel or is there a part, are you more nervous that like my knee's going to give out or that kind of thing? I not, I'm not really, I wasn't really worried about like an injury or, or something like that. Um, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did have a lot of confidence that if I DNF'd, it would be because of an injury. Mm. Um, I, I felt like, cause that race had a 14 hour cutoff. So uh, there was enough time and I knew I was very confident. I could run my pace through 35 miles. And I had figured out that if I ran that pace through 35 miles, I could walk it out. If I had to, okay, I wouldn't want to, but I could. Okay, so I, I was, it was like, it was weird because like I had all like the math in my head worked out. I, I was confident in my running ability, but I was just so, like, there's so much unknown, mm-hmm. and the the longer you run, the more can go wrong, and so like in when you're running for twelve hours. You can't just live on goose. I mean, I'm sure there are people that do. Oh God! But you you need to eat real food um, to get enough calories to keep you going, mm-hmm. um, which can lead to GI issues mm-hmm. because your body doesn't digest food very well when you're running. So, um, because all the blood is everywhere else. Um, 
so uh it was a, there were a lot of unknowns and it just made me really really nervous the day before um and i think you know i would still be nervous before a 50 mile race maybe not as bad as i was but um but going into you know into this race i will be running overnight okay i know that um it's going to be in november so night's going to be long mm, and cold and it will be cold and um so i am very anxious um i i i my the the thing at a with this one more than the 50 i do worry about my body just breaking down okay, okay. at a certain point i mean I, I would say those sound like if you weren't having those anxieties, I feel like I would be more worried about you. <laughs> I, I feel like you, the fact that you're having very normal concerns about um, a very large project you're doing uh, is probably good, actually. As, as much as, I, and I am the first one who will say that anxiety is the worst emotion um, I always, I always do feel like a little bit's probably good for certain things. Yeah, exactly. If, like if you were sitting here going like, that'll nah, be fine. I, I would probably be like, oh, no. This is gonna go terrible. <laughs> well, it's like I, I read stories of like people who like I, my goal for Tunnel Hill is just to finish, mm-hmm. and and like it 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 really is true though that no matter how much you try and tell yourself your goal is to finish, you're gonna have a time in the in the back of your mind oh, of sure. like what you want to try and get to. I do that even with five Ks. I'm just like just enjoy it and have fun. And in my head is the time that I finished the last time. I'm like we don't beat that. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know it's like I but so like if I had um. Because I'd look at my 50 mile, right? And I did 11 hours, 54 minutes, and 25 seconds. If I had avoided the blister. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, what, that's what threw you. you. You changed socks, if I remember this correctly. Yeah. And a blister formed, and it just dogged you for the what, the last chunk of the race? Last it? quarter of the race. Last quarter yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. If, if, I don't, if, I, if I avoid the blister and I you know, keep running and in retros and what I've learned since then is like after it popped, you know, walk for a few minutes, let the pain die down and then get running again. I didn't know that. I knew nothing about blisters. The first time I ever had a blister. So, um, realistically I could have continued to run. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I didn't have that form and, and that maybe I'm closer to 11 hours, um, so then you're like, you're extrapolating that and it's like, Oh, cause you know, one of the big goals is for a hundred mile or two, uh, finish under 24 hours. Okay. I have no illusions <laughs> that I'm going to finish under 24 hours. Okay. The okay. stars would have to align. Everything would have to go wonderfully perfect. It's just not going to, all I want to do is finish. Okay. All I want to do is finish. And, um, and it becomes like, you start doing the math in your head out on the trail. You're like, I'm here. I feel this way. Maybe, you know, the biggest thing for me is like just being able to do the math to be like, am I going to finish? Mm-hmm. Am I, am I short of an injury? Pretty much guaranteed to finish, you know, and, and even that's not a reality. So, um, yeah, just trying to put that all out of my head and it's hard. It is hard. So, yeah, no. 
Bob, I think we got a pretty good pretty good start solid start yeah yeah no yeah. this i am excited to see where we go in this and uh to see how your training goes yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be um be fun to check in periodically and um you know we can talk certainly more specifics um about how to you know really um I'm I'm on week four of my training plan now, but I skipped the first two weeks. So I've really only <laughs> um because I was recovering from my fifty. So um by uh a couple weeks from now, um, you know, we'll have we we'll have a lot more to talk specifics and then I have a race in July called Christmas in July. Ooh. Um, just a couple miles down the road. Uh so um yeah, I think this is fun. It's been wonderful to chat running. Oh, it's been awesome to chat running, Bob. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And uh, I didn't. I don't think we named this yet. So ooh, we'll have to come up with something. We're cool. gonna have to come up with a cool name. Nice. And then um, and and we'll get this up on the interwebs. Like I said, we're thinking kind of a limited series, so just through the course of the next couple months. Uh, yeah. But. Thank you for uh, listening. Um, Thank you, everybody, to to our uh, running podcast. And uh, uh, certainly, um, if you are uh, interested in uh, any other kind of just uh, basically talk radio, shooting the shit kind of podcast, <laughs> uh, check out Subtle Interference um, on the Team Boom and Knife uh, family of podcasts. Um, And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.